when the Western Huntsman meets Western Contours. Here we go. There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast Western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Western Huntsman Podcast. This is Jim Huntsman, your host, and I'm coming at you from the Broken Tine Studio right here in Clark Fork. The Broken Tine Studio soon to be having flowing, running water, which, by the way, <laughs> recording this show is uh, the, the well guys just finished, and it sounded like this just giant machine gun going off right outside the studio, so we had to kind of delay recording here, but... Um, I've got one of my favorite people on, on for today. His name is Guy Duplanche. And, uh, did I say it with the right accent there, Guy? I was about to say, look at him go. <laughs> hey, I've got it, man. I've got it nailed down, dude. Nailed one of the most me, difficult last names, uh, <laughs> to pronounce out there. But Guy is the host of the Western Contours podcast. And so you guys, if you are not listening, I don't know why you would listen to my podcast and not listen to an even better podcast. One of my favorite ones, the Western Contour, (laughs) Contours podcast. Uh, Guy, how you doing, brother? I appreciate you coming on. I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. They probably haven't... uh probably haven't listened because i haven't dropped an episode since (laughs) (laughs) mid-september i know i I was actually going to give you a hard time about that but i i can't because i took i took kind of a hiatus there and uh, i needed it yeah yeah i well i couldn't find guests and then my computer crashed and uh it was it was an interesting fall and i it was just busy man with hunting season and and getting things ready so it was good to take a few weeks off and uh you know but we're uh, we're back at it now dude yeah, my few weeks turned into <laughs> what do we, let me see. That's uh oh dude, I think we're what's today's date? Oh, the twenty second. So I think my last ep dropped September fifteenth, and that was like a pre publish before I left to go hit the elk woods. Oh man. And uh I've been stagnant. I mean absolutely stagnant since I thought Did, uh, I recorded with the elk bros. Oh, that's then, what uh, it was. I heard you with yeah. the elk bros. That's why I thought maybe you had dropped an episode sooner. No, no, I, I actually, man, I, I've been struggling a little bit um, just with everything going on, you know, yeah. looking around us and the crap that's going on. And I sometimes I, I tend to feel like what we do in terms of hunting is, is I mean, it's a, there's a bit of selfishness, in my opinion, involved with it. Right. We, mm-hmm. we pull away from our families and we want this time and this experience and then a lot of what we see and do is, is kind of self-indulgent with, you know, social and all that stuff, man. And I oh, yeah. just didn't feel with everything going on. I just didn't feel good about being a part of that. You yeah. know what I mean? No, and, I, and maybe I totally it's my skewed view, but it's just been oddball. It's it's not your skewed view, dude. Like there was something in the air um, and it happened around September. And and I I was a little grumpy anyway because I I had some family obligations that took me out of the Elkwoods in September, 
that were unnecessary, you know, kind of thing, situation uh, that I don't want to get into, but um, it, it it was just, and then it's it's the air has has never like cleared the room, if if that makes sense. Right. Like there's still no absolute sense. Like there's like these huge egos I'm dealing with right now. Like I had this dude lined up, and I'm not going to say his name. But a lot of people would know him, and and I was really excited about this conversation um, to have him on the show and stuff, and he, he totally no showed me, and with without like any explanation, and and I just you know I'm to the point where it's like I don't have time for attitudes and and egos. Um, we're yeah, hunters. I know, I know that. You, you know what I mean. I know. I know that guy's name is Douche McCooch. <laughs> douche McCooch. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna send him this episode. Hey, Douche McCooch. Yeah. No. It, it's just that. Like. 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 Who do you think you are? Right. To to treat somebody else like that. Yeah. And, and like I would never treat somebody like that. I, I just. It just blows my mind. And and I know we're all busy. I'm sure he's a busy guy, right? But I, I'm a busy guy too. And, and I, so I get I get irritated. I think what happens, me too. And I think sometimes, and I'm and I'm justifying Douche McHugh's actions, right? I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, and I tend to do that. But mm-hmm. I think what happens is people agree to it. They don't really know your platform. They might have heard of you, or whatever. They agree to it, and then they get back and get on there or start looking and, you know, Oh, I don't, you don't have enough following or this, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of beneath me instead of just saying, Hey dude, like we don't really align or, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, at least, at least give a brother an, an explanation. Yeah. You at, know least, what I mean? at least give me an explanation. And I get that yeah. a lot, man, because it's it, usually you can jump on uh, Instagram is a big one. Instagram is a big one. Everybody looks at your Instagram, right? And, mm-hmm. and I am very, in the grand scheme of Instagram things, I am new to Instagram. So it's, it's, I, it took me a long time to figure it out. I didn't get it. Uh, I didn't like that you couldn't post links in there if you didn't have like 10,000 followers and blah, blah, blah. Long story short is the Instagram is, the, the Western Huntsman Instagram is not a, um, a good way to compare like the the audience size of our show, right? Right. Because I, I, I just didn't know I didn't know shit about Instagram. I'm like, okay, well there's still so don't. Many, I still don't. I still don't. Everybody's like, oh you gotta use hashtags. I'm like, what's a hashtag, man? <laughs> so anyways, I you know, I'm I'm figuring it out and, and it's growing and whatnot, but that's what that's what a lot of them gauge you on. And so they look at that and they're like, Oh, he only has this many followers he must only have this many downloads. I'm not going on his show. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. I hear you because I've been been down that road, and you know, it's like I, I used to really try, like you know, you, you almost early on, like your feelings get hurt, right? Yeah. Because you're not yeah, yeah. used to it, right? And it's like, well, well, damn, you know what I mean? Like, man, I'm I'm not worthy or something, or and then it just started to be like, you know what? F you. Like, yeah. who are you? Like, you can't even give me the decency or respect of, you know, just I don't care if you crap on me 10 minutes before the F. Don't leave me sitting here. Mike ready to go. I'm hot. And I'm like, hey, you know, are you jumping on? And you're just, you know, it, it's just a void on the other end. It's like, yeah. Whatever, bro. What's what's interesting is I, I have I have friends and uh, and I'm not even going to use their names either because I don't want to be one of those name droppers. Or whatever, but their platforms are freaking wildly popular. They're huge. Mm-hmm. They have tons and thousands of followers, right? 
and and when little old me sends him in uh, sends him an email, guess what? They respond. Yeah. And and they treat everybody like that, not just because it's me, but like they 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 treat people with respect, and and that's why they they are popular where they are where they're at, you mm-hmm. know, and. And so it's just it's mind blowing when when somebody who just gets it in their mind, they think that they have this status because they have Instagram followers or mm-hmm. or they have their podcast is successful or, or whatever. Uh, it, it's like it's like a, a, a you know a license to be a dick. And, and and really, I mean, are there are there these people aren't bigger than Doug Flutie. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I need to get Doug Flutie back on the show, man. I haven't had him on in a while. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it's a funny state, man. But I, I think yeah. that it's unfortunately in my, you know, from where I'm sitting and I'm broad stroking. So, you know, I hope folks don't take too much offense, but I, you know, it really is or gives us a, tasting if you will of the problems with our demographic at large yeah i mean that's you know what i mean and I that's that's what it, I, I want man. that's what i want to talk about on what that's why one of the reasons i like getting you on and for those of you listening if you don't know guy has been on the show before he came on last year about this time where i i i he taught me the Birkenstocks lifestyle that they lived in <laughs> California. Um, that's where I learned about Birkenstocks. And so, <laughs> and then, now, you, now you're full thin vegan on them. <laughs> these Birkenstock sandals. Uh, I, I had no idea what they were until, uh, until I had guy on the show. And then uh, you came on too. We did that. Uh, we did that cool episode about non-residents uh, traveling to other States and hunting the panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that one did good, man. People really liked that one. Good. Uh, they thought you had really good insight. I get, I get tons of really good feedback. I, I that's, that's what awesome. awesome about, uh, and I'm sure your audience is the same, but my audience is that they just, they keep me posted, man. If I screw up, they let me know if, if I do something good, they let me know. That's like equal. And I like yeah. that. Yeah, um, it has to be that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and, and I wanted to get you back on because, uh, in my opinion, you're, you're like a philosopher, like me. Like we're we're we we want to be these uh you know philosophers or something. And you're a lot smarter than I am. But I wanted yeah, to. Right. I, I wanted I to just get talk, you back on. I just talk good shit. <laughs> That's what we do, man. We get on and talk shit. And I, I like talking shit sometimes. And <laughs> and I think we got a lot to talk about. We've got we've got things like uh, in Washington, uh, they they banned Yeesh. the spring bear hunt. We're, I want to talk about that for a minute. Um, that one really snuck up on me. I'm usually paying attention to that, and I I knew something was brewing this last summer, uh, but due to due to everything, I just didn't get a handle on it. And I like how they did that during the fall hunt while I've been out just basically, you know, off grid for for since mm-hmm. September. Um, and, and all of a sudden, this commission comes together and votes for the spring bear ban. Um, hunting band. So I, I'd like to talk about that. I want to talk about like the the situation of of hunters on social media, uh, and and all the shit that you and I tend to uh, agree on, mm-hmm. and and we kind of we kind of have it uh, our opinions on it. And and I feel like um, a lot of people share our opinions, but are not as vocal about it as you and I. And and maybe that's just because you and I, you know, we we have podcasts, so we like to talk, and so we're vocal about it, right? Well, it, well, it, I'm going to qualify it a little bit. Okay, first off, I'm going to start with the Birkenstocks. I do not, never have, and never will own a pair of Birkenstocks. Me and Jim were 
shit talking and that's what I came up. So we've got to qualify that. <laughs> but but I don't I don't want to say it's because we have a platform is is why we're vocal about it. I think we're both at a stage in our hunting careers, if you will, that we see the absolute importance of talking about these issues because it's not or wasn't in our opinions happening enough or in a manner that we felt was going to preserve and conserve and keep pushing this life yeah. forward, this lifestyle forward. Well said. So I, I don't, I don't want to say it's just because we had a platform. I know there there's reasons deeper than you just talking to folks is the reason you started the same on my end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, before we started recording, we, we wanted to produce something and, and provide something that was bigger than ourselves. That's not like some egocentric thing that's, you know, oh, look at me. I'm a great hunter. Look at me. I, I shot another this. I, I did this. I did that. And blah, blah, blah. I, my, the idea behind the Western Huntsman podcast is, is to get people uh, behind the the 24/7 passion that is the lifestyle mm-hmm. of hunting, right? Keep it yep. forefront because it's when it's the off season that bad shit happens to the hunting industry in the space, such as like a bear hunting ban, and and these are the things that that come up and they sneak up on us, and it, we have to be super diligent. I I have a lot of really good friends in Washington uh, because they're they're my neighbor, and and now these guys. They have to deal with no spring bear bear hunt because of emotional decisions made by people that have no idea what the benefits to a bear hunting season in the spring are to the biological systems of the landscape. And mm-hmm. and and so instead of science, we've got these emotions, these these uber liberal type, you know, animal rights activist type kind of people that come out of Seattle that are just they just don't live in reality. Um, they're the ones that have the loud, loudest voices, even though they're this, you know, largely a minority group. And so, you know, there's, but what leads to that? You know, what, what leads to that kind of stuff? And it goes back to what you were just talking about with how sometimes hunters behave on social media, uh, hunters treat each other while we're busy fighting amongst ourselves. Like it's like this every year on, on Facebook and Instagram and all these places where a hunter posts a picture. Oh, you know, Hey, I got a buck today. I got it done and blah, blah, blah. And, and then you, you read through the comments and people are just being dicks about it. Oh, well, that shot placement sucks. Oh, well, that weapon <laughs> sucks. That rifle is terrible. You shouldn't have used it. Oh, really? There's a dead deer there um, or that a dead elk or, you know, all this stuff that is just so unnecessary that feeds into the anti-hunting movement. And uh, anyways, I, I kind of went off on a tangent there. But the point that the, the point is, is my... My platform, my podcast, my show is all about building this passion for hunting and the lifestyle of hunting so that we're there at the forefront to preserve it for the, our future generations. And, for, and I mean, with that being said, I mean, it's and I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, you're good. It It's scary because that's what we that's what we've said for decades. Yes. For future generations. Yep. But I'm looking at it now in the last year and I'm concerned about the future of my hunting. You know, whether I'm going to be able to be out in the elk woods or chasing, you know, muleys in two years, three years, 10 years. Yeah. You know, the threat is, I mean, look at Washington. Look at it. Man, when they table that stuff, when when that stuff is grounded, 
we're not getting it back. No, it's not coming it's back. It's not coming no, back. No, there, there's like no getting that back. There is no and, – and, and honestly, with the Washington Bear Band, the, the spring bear hunt, I, I don't know – I don't know how to even begin to describe to the audience what happened there because honestly, I don't know, and that is my bad. Um, I there was rumblings about it in the summer, and I knew the commission was getting together, and it was part of the discussion or whatever. But I I assumed that it would get squashed. I was wrong, man. I was wrong. I it is not like the situation that happened in California this last winter, where you had uh, San Francisco Senator Weiner come out with this bear hunting ban that's all out of sold on bear hunting in general in the state of california and um you know i i went i went i i got pretty busy on that one i i reached out to his office i tried to get him on the phone i i had one of his staffers emailing me back and forth and and like he was gonna come on and then he just refused to come on and um you know it was just like people got involved and and shut that down, but it was just a temporary victory because that thing's coming back. You know. It, well, that, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. man. That, but I think, okay. So the long gamers, right? Yeah. Um, they haven't figured out. And and if you take the California situation, and you look at what happened here and how out in the open that was or seemed to be, okay. And in my head. And you look at the situation that just happened here in Washington. I mean, you're talking, it's not a couple days old. And there's a reason they kept it hush because they saw what yep. happened here. And these people have, they have this long game. Dude, we're, we're worried about the third inning on whether or not we're going to have a base hit or a home run. Yeah. And they could give a flying F because they're worried about a career batting average. That, that is the, the in my head the best way that I can make the comparison we're worried about there it is the idiom you cannot see the forest for the trees mm. and and that is where we are as a demographic we cannot figure it out because we're so focused on all the little tidbits of BS noise that we can't see anything else and it's just it's crazy. Let's break it that down. Absolutely crazy to me, man. Let's break that down. What is the tidbits of noise? And 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 I guess I'll start by giving Holy you. Holy hell! I'll, I'll give you my <laughs> I'll give you my take, man. Hunters are great at knowing that hunting, for example, is a great conservation tool, right? We we know that that uh, conservation is at the forefront of all most hunters' minds, you know. And and, and it, I, when I say that, I mean is it? that we know. That hunting is beneficial, but we don't know why, right? I, I think that that is a fair way mm-hmm. to to kind of lay that out there. You, you could talk to any hunter, and they'll say, "Oh no, hunting hunting deer is good for the deer." Okay, but but why? And and hunting bear is great for the bear. And 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 you know we we could sit here and cite all day long. Uh, well, hunters pay for the the you know Pittman Robertson's Act and and blah blah blah, which actually is not entirely true. It's actually shooting enthusiasts, shooting sports, yeah, shooting sports like that. like these folks that like my father-in-law, man. That dude spends thousands of dollars on on uh, shotgun stuff and like these these insane shotguns he buys, and and all all the you know the shotgun shells he goes out and reloads and all this stuff. He's he's spending a lot more on that 11% tax that goes to conservation efforts than I do, and I mm-hmm. buy a lot of ammo. So that's saying something. But this is somebody that spends all year 
going out to all these different ranges and shooting clay targets and stuff. And um, I used to go with him every once in a while, but I just don't like it. I, I, it's not my thing, you know, what, whatever. Right. Um, the, the, anyway, again, you can see I'm fired up. I, I get I get on tangents here. I go go down, uh, you know, trails I, I shouldn't be going down. Uh, the po- the, the point best is, ones. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> I, I think a lot of hunters, they, they use that as their safety net. And then I see other hunters that are like, well, you know, uh, our hunting tags, our hunting tags, they pay for they pay for this. They pay for that. Is that enough? Or the one that bothers me even more is, well, we should charge hikers, you know, the the people that are just going on nature hikes or bird watching or some whatever weird shit people do, um, often off into the woods uh, to use the trail systems because hunters pay for all that. Yeah, let's Actually, give them a, let's give them a say so. Yeah, I, that, that's my Damn that's fools. my point. I don't want them to have to pay for any of that. I like the fact that hunters solely fund those kind of projects yep. and hunters pick up the tab for that because that really gives us a voice. And so the, uh, my, my question to you was, is what is the little things? What, what are the things that hunters are getting, uh, overly caught up in and hung up on and, and where we're so vividly wide-eyed to what other hunters are using for a rifle or a pack or gear or how they shot the buck or what area they're going to or whether they shot a two-point or a six-point or a 27-point, whatever, depends on what part of the country you're in. Um, all these things that people get hung up on and fighting on social media about, they're, they're wide-eyed to, but we're asleep at the will when it comes to shit like the Washington uh, Commission. Yeah. Voting against the spring bear season and, and getting rid of it. What? Wow. Um, what what are those things? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's I, a deep I, question, man. About this. It is, but let me think about it because you said something and I had some thoughts going there. Um, oh, man. It. And I was actually just just kind of jotting some notes down today. So. And I don't I, I want to try and keep it in line without blowing my episode that I was going to release here in a couple of days. <laughs> OK, yeah, don't blow but, your episode, dude. But it, it, it's this. OK, I'm gonna go back. So so we're talking our arguments. Right. Uh-huh. And and our arguments fill the freezer. Um, my tag, my license, that's conservation. That's bullshit arguments. I mean, that's that that in this day and age is as about as weak an argument as one can have. But we can right? we can agree that like back in the 90s, that was a legitimate argument. Right. But it's not anymore. I, I don't I don't even honestly, Jim, I don't even know knowing knowing what I know right now. I don't even know that the argument back then was legitimate or strong enough. I th- and I th- the reason that I the reason that I say this is because the information was there when it comes to humane society and people attacking hunting because they've been doing it for years. Look at the mountain lion ban in, in California. That's yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. And and I think that the difference, right, not to say that the argument shouldn't have been had or we shouldn't have been having it, the difference then was – we didn't have the flow or stream of information at our fingertips that's available today. And we did not have the finance, in my opinion, in my shoes, the financial resources to 
maybe get the magazine subscription that was providing that information. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. So there was a lot more, you know, uh, call it traditional hunting then versus now, right? We see this uptick in new hunters that don't come from hunting traditionally in, in, in their family. It's mm-hmm. not a generational thing that was passed down from one another. I think the conversation should have been had, but we didn't have the information. We were, our naivety was against us then. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great way to put it. I, I think, right? and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and now that we have the information, now we should be having the conversation and understand the importance and how our history in hunting, be it you started in the 80s, the 70s as a kid, and, and now you're this, you know, air quote, guru of the family slaughtering, you know, uh, two bucks, two, two point uh, dinks. Um, but we, we, <laughs> hey we should be. A, hey now. No. <laughs> we, should see, <laughs> we should see the importance of it now and that the information is at, excuse me, 98% of us have the information at our fingertips on an, on a minute by minute basis. It should be even more important for us that have been doing it for some time to spread that information. So I think the arguments suck and they're weak at this point and we're complacent and complicit in not putting a good foot forward in terms of protecting protecting this um and that was a tangent off of what i heard you say when when you were talking about it but and this is gonna this is gonna either you know people are gonna go oh, come on man okay so there's we have i and i've and i have had a hard time with it hunting industry right it's a great yeah. thing yeah to some extent i have my hand in the pot right to some extent i'm i'll promote some gear i like i have you know a couple of affiliates uh affiliate codes that I have, I got my Western fly covers. Um, so I have my hand in that, in that pot. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It's a great thing to see that, to see our growth and our expansion. And we've taken something that may have been a, you know, a million dollar industry. And now it's this booming multi-million dollar industry. I have zero issue with that. It's phenomenal. The, The problem that I have with it is that just like any other marketing tool, we fall for it. Right. And that becomes more important than the values that we find when we're chasing our preferred prey. Right. I don't Mm -hmm. care what you're doing out there. If it's duck hunting, pheasant hunting, chasing the wapiti, whatever it is, that marketing beast has got a hold of us. And this is a broad stroke. Right. It's got a hold of us. And that's where our focus is. And a lot of that has to do with social media and the influence there. Um, And it, it. it sucks. It, it it sucks. It's sad. It's scary um, because we're, we're we can't see the forest from the trees. So here we are. And you're you know, your preferred influencer. Isn't supporting on the surface anything. Yeah. But what he's getting paid to support. So you don't see the talk of a conservation effort or how to, you know, uh, future of hunting, things like that. We, we don't see it because it doesn't exist from our preferred influencer. And if that's the folks that we're looking to be it X, Y, or Z, you know, Joe X, Y, or Z, they're, they're promoting a brand. Um, but they're not promoting the conservation aspect or talking about that at any point, we don't have any sight on it. 
So there it loses value. And then we have more folks coming aboard and getting into the demographic and taking under. And then we're we're doing it even worse by understanding that it's a thing that it should have been talked about, like we said or I said, and you semi agreed or didn't agree back in the 90s. Well, we see the change and yeah. then we're not presenting these new hunters with any of that. We're just saying that tubs five by 25 scope is the best yeah. or you know what I mean? Or this arrow Any, anything or else more is unethical. If you're not using this particular scope, because that's right. Seeing count the dingleberries on a deer's yeah. ass from 500 yards. <laughs> yeah. a, a couple right. things, a couple things here, guy. Um, I, I want to touch on, first of all, I want to touch on what, what you and I were just talking about with, with like back in the eighties and nineties. Um, it's not like we are old timers, right? I, I, I'm not an old timer. You're not an old timer, but we're not spring chickens either, right? And we've right. been we've been hunting and we've been in this space for a long time. We we've been out there uh, since since before social media, and and I guess that's one way to put it. Like the mm-hmm. the the hunters from pre social media. And, <laughs> Um, like that shit existed. <laughs> right. And, and so I, I want to put it into the perspective as to why I feel like it was more of a legitimate thing back in, in the eighties and nineties when I, I think that what, what plays out in my mind is I remember going like in the town I grew up in, there was this Maverick gas station. And if anybody's in like Idaho or Utah or uh, I think Wyoming, we, you know, we've got these Maverick gas stations. Mm-hmm. And Maverick is a great gas station. In fact, I think they should sponsor this show since I'm talking <laughs> so, you know, good about it. But anyway, I love Maverick. Right. Do you guys have Mavericks in California where you're at? No, we don't have we don't have them here. But, uh, you know, as well, as much road time as I get chasing elk, man, dude, that, it's a great gas station. It's a great gas station. Yeah. They I I I. The, the point is, back back in the day, when when they were a smaller brand, the Maverick, there there was a Maverick gas station in my town, and when somebody got a deer or an elk, they would go uh, with the back, you know, with the with the animal in the back of the truck, run down to the the Maverick gas station and show it off. They'd park and everybody'd stop and gawk at it and talk about it and hear the story and. You know, because everything was face to face and looking eye to eye at that hunter, it was nobody questioned, you know, what gear he was using or, or what, uh, you know, sponsorships he had or, or what, mm-hmm. um, you know, rifle he or she was using or anything like that. It, it just everything was so much friendlier, in my opinion. Back in mm-hmm. the, now, it wasn't necessarily friendly if you were up on a mountain and and then you saw some other hunters down the ridge a little bit and they were you felt like they were taking over your spot or and they felt the same way, right? There was still that kind of animosity, but it wasn't like it was somebody pulling up to the gas station with this critter in the back of their truck, um, so that they can get balled out by all these different opinions that are irrelevant to the nature of hunting. Because it doesn't matter, right? Back then, it didn't matter. What mattered was there was a dead animal in the back of the truck. Their freezer was going to be full. Uh, it didn't matter if it was a if it was a monster buck or a, a little forked horn. It didn't matter. Everybody everybody knew. Okay, so and so got a buck. Let's go check it out. And so there there was there's something to that element where you're face to face and eyeball to eyeball. Um, 
that makes it a lot more friendly. And this this could be said when you're talking about social media, for example, because we we've taught we've hit on it a couple of times. It could be said whether it's politics or whether it's hunting or whether it's you know uh, people that are fanatical about cars or their trucks or uh, whatever. Name your hobby. You know, fuck basket weaving. It doesn't matter. But it, the, with it being so removed, you know, in in this world that we're supposedly so connected in with with the internet. We're so removed at the same time because we're not face to face and we're not eye to eye, and 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 I think that that creates this dynamic where people think that it's just okay to be nasty to each other, and and it takes our eyes <laughs> off the prize, and and there's no reason to do it other than it the the person on the keyboard can can temporarily give their ego a little boost for a minute. By by knocking on the on the on the person showing off his buck on on some Facebook hunting group, you know, and so that was the first point I wanted to make with with that, and we'll we'll circle back to that. But I, I want to talk about um, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears and then come back to this gear if that makes sense, because that's what I'm famous for doing. I think I did it with Joe. Uh, you were talking about being on the the Elk Bros the other day. Um, I had Joe on last week. And uh, I did this to him multiple times. I shifted gears on him, I, in, I including I played him a Billy uh, Billy Ray Cyrus song that was custom made for him. And so it's been in my head ever since, and, and I can't get it out. So anyway, uh, the Western fly cover. I, I want to talk about that just, just real quick, not to make this like some promotional thing or anything, but um, do you know how versatile that freaking Western fly cover is? Yes and no. So okay. I I have that came out of necessity, right? When I when I started doing that, it was actually it started with the vinyl fly cover. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what, I could probably do this too. So I did it and, and I've used it, you know, I use it for a blood cover because I don't like blood getting all on my uh my, my pack. Yeah. Um yeah. Cause I don't want the contents of my pack to have blood on it as I go to use it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and I've been out in the heat and it's in the pack and there's no shade and I've, you know, kind of propped it up and I've heard people standing on it to, to change boots and yeah, man, sitting on it in the snow in the rain. And so I'm, uh, I'm so definitely, I, I took two sticks that were like, I don't know, two, three feet long. Uh-huh. And I, I created an X and made that thing like an umbrella and sat under oh, nice. a glass and a ridge one time. Heck yeah. Heck I put yeah. I put some elk quarters in it before I got them in the bag. Uh, I I've done. Let's see. I I did change my my boots. Or I have. You know when you're when you've you've just gone a few miles out there in the back country and you just want to sit down and relax, take your boots off for a minute. I'll just I'll sit on it and and my feet don't get all dirty because <laughs> I, I put my feet on it. Um, it still has a bunch of blood on it, dude. You know what I did? I I was packing out some elk quarters, and they so it got all bloody. Because I, I we set the the uh, elk quarters on the the western fly cover until we got the the game bags out and put put them in the game bags. I don't know why we did it that way, uh, but we did. And so I like it. <laughs> I, I then I packed it back up in the little thing, that little case it comes with, the, the little bag, uh-huh. little stuff sack. Yep, yep. And like I don't know, twelve days go by. I stuffed it back in my pack and forgot about it. I pulled that thing out and it fucking reeked, man. <laughs> And that blood on it? Oh man, I, I about I, I I had a nose hair problem prior to this, but it melted it all. 
<laughs> and so I had to take it out and clean it off and scrub it and everything. It's still stained with blood, but the 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 Western fly cover, uh, just so those of you listening, if you don't know what we're talking about, is something that guy manufactures that is a like a pack cover. And so if you're if you're out there and it's raining, uh, you throw this cover on, and it protects your pack and all the contents in it. And it's uh, you know what? Go ahead and give it a plug, guy. Where, where can they find it? Uh, WesternFlyCovers.com. Yeah. Um, or hit me up. It's we're on Instagram, uh, and that's you know that's kind of how I do it. It fits packs. Uh, yeah. In that 1,800 cubic inch range, all the way up to about 7K. Um, you know, it's a, kind of a one size fits all deal for now, and you know, it's it's about simplicity for me, right? I didn't, I'm not a huge weight guy, uh, but I understand that that does, you know, that does matter to folks. So I went with the um, most durable lightest material that i can go with that was going to give some longevity and one of the issues that i had with with you know pack covers or rain covers rain flies was you know i go to walmart or something and i grab one and it's you know a few dollars well that few dollars and it lasts me you know maybe two and i hunt hard yeah maybe a season or two yeah uh, if i'm if i'm lucky no, right? i was gonna and say not, two trips <laughs> yeah it's, i was it's not yeah it, it, it's not something that's used a ton, but you know, if you're, if you're beating brush or whatever, and you're, you know, going through some deadfall and they just tear super easy. So I wanted something that was durable. That was going to, you know, provide protection if we're on multi-day trips and whatnot. So it's about extending that trip. And, you know, again, it was born out of necessity, but I'm, I've been super stoked to hear that uh, me learning how to sew uh, paying <laughs> dividends in the woods for folks, man. <laughs> No, it works great, man. And the only thing you got to work on is I was super embarrassed because when I tried to buy it on your website, it denied my card. And I thought I was like, I was like, damn, man, did I yeah, go broke? That, did I go I've broke? I've had that happen. I think you were, I think you were the first one, and I had it happen one more time. And I wow. still cannot figure out why it does that. I don't know. I figured um, it out because we sell the Tacticam stuff on my website, and some people get uh-huh. denied uh, for for some reason the card. And I I think I know what it is. It was in that transition time because we moved out to the homestead here where my bank updated my zip code for the billing address and you got to type that in and it didn't align with my old one. And so I was like, nope, nope, this is a scam, mofo. So (laughs) I had to to change all that. So anyway, it should work next time. But they're super cheap and inexpensive for what it is. And it's a great piece of gear, man. And and I want to highlight one thing that as we're talking about this, that uh, you and I know that maybe some other hunters don't know that as we're talking about this piece of gear and you're much more of a gear junkie than I am. Uh, but as we're talking about this piece of gear that you, you provide, um, it's a, it's a great product. And like, there was no reason for anybody to get fussy and start bashing or promoting one way or the other. Like it's, it's one of those things. Like if, if people like it, get it. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Like it, right, it's it. it's that simple, and that's how yeah. that's what we've lost in the in the hunting space. I, I like I know that there are people. Uh, I'll give you a great example. I posted a picture. I was walking. It was September. I had my pack on, and I I love my initial ascent. Right. Uh, I've got my initial ascent pack, and I for for me, I think it's the best pack out there. Mm-hmm. And and I, they don't sponsor the show. They don't pay me to do that. They say that it's it's not. I paid full price. I didn't get some good old boy discount. I paid full price for this pack, and I was picky. I I, I really was um, making sure I was making the right choice, if you will. 
And mm-hmm. and so, long story short, I, I post a picture and I'm carrying the pack and, man, people are like, they're like, oh, I would think somebody like you would have an XO or a, or a whatever name your name your other pack brand, and it's like, man, I got nothing against those other pack brands. I, I nothing again against them. They're great packs, but for me, it's a personal choice. I don't need That's I don't need it. people tearing me apart because I use a different pack. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, don't qualify my I, shit. I've qualify packed, your own. Exactly. I've packed shit out with an Army Surplus uh, Vietnam-era frame pack. And try putting that on your back, Ugh. bitches. And and pack something <laughs> out with, you know what I mean? Like, like yep. come on. I, I don't want to hear it. This thing is a Cadillac that I've got. And so yep. it, it's just, that's, I think, one of the biggest problems that we, we face as hunters is and it's not just a gear thing it's it's a everything man it's everything everybody yeah. has a freaking opinion and and if it, if your opinion or your actions don't align with somebody else's opinion then they feel like it is their place and their right and their ne- a necessity for them to judge you and 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 tear you apart about it online where it's tribalism yeah it it is tribalism and it's so misplaced with everything that we have as hunters that we're up against. Look at our brothers and sisters over there in Washington that no longer have a spring bear hunt. One of my, and this is a new thing for me. It's one of my favorite hunts now. And, and they don't have it. They don't have, they're going to have to go to a different state, which, which is problematic for me because that probably means a lot of them are going to come over and pack up my units in the spring. Right? So I don't like that. I don't like that aspect. But more so, I don't like the fact that people that are not wildlife managers got together and voted to crush a system, a hunting, a hunting season that is based in science, and and it no longer exists now. All based on emotions. Center, Center for Biological Diversity was was involved with that. Um, oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. And, okay, and good to know. Anytime I see anytime I see them, it's like oh, it's it's a it's a loss. You know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. they have it, a lot it, of money. I, I, yeah. And it's touchy feely and that's what we're up against. Right. And they're another, I mean, these, like I said earlier, they're long gamers, man. They understand it. They play the long game and they pay attention to what happened in California. And I mean, look at California. We don't have a spring bear uh, season. You know, we have, we have our, our fall bear. Um, that's it. We don't have spring bear. And they're, they went after our fall opportunities. Yep. You know, yeah, they tried to ban it out outright, like yeah. everything bear hunting. Yeah, and then you know, up there, there's you know, one of the things I read, and I haven't spent a bunch of time on it. Um, one of the things I read is that they the CBD was saying that uh, they wanted to give um, the wildlife managers uh, enough time to do a population count. Well, if you know about Washington and you know about the bear hunting in Washington, it's one of the best flipping opportunities that that the state has it's a great it's a great black bear state i mean it is a great black bear and and actually uh i don't know how much i want to get into that but um the washington has it's it's actually the only state that when i was hunting i actually ran into a grizzly bear um 
and 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 saw it. Uh, gosh, it, it scared the crap out of me. But um, <laughs> the, the and not they don't have a ton of grizzlies over there. This is just like a it, it was a wild thing, man. You're like I shouldn't have seen a grizzly where I saw it, but I, I did. It was definitely a grizzly, and this is. This is, uh, again, not to age you and I, buddy, but this was back before social media. Actually, I think there was MySpace back then. I think there was Holy MySpace. Crap. You remember MySpace? Did you? I remember it, but I didn't have, I didn't, I couldn't afford a computer or the internet back then. <laughs> I, mean, I, had, you know? I had a, I had a computer because I was, I was taking college classes and the college that I was going to, part of their deal was, is if you signed up to go to college with them, they'll provide you a free laptop. And oh, I got one of those old brick ass laptops, and uh, it it was it I had a MySpace because that was back when I had my band, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to have this like some kind of I couldn't afford to do a band website, so I did a MySpace for the band, and I would it would put all our show dates on there. And, oh, nice! And we we'd put our music on there and and whatnot. And anyway. So I had one, um, but uh, you know it wasn't like a thing that I used for hunting. Um, did you per- did you get pervy on that on that MySpace there, buddy? No, <laughs> no, I did it. This is when I was single back then, and I I asked some girl out if I could take her to dinner on there, and and she told me no. So I never did it again on social media ever. That was the only time Wait. I ever tried it on on the internet. Hey, that you know, you got you didn't buy a Russian bride because of it. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I never had one. Um, and I, I mean, honestly, I know very little about it because I never had one, but that's all I, you know, that's all I really knew it was for was, uh, at least what I heard, you know, was a, was a hookup spot. Yeah. I didn't see, I didn't use it that way. I, I didn't know, but I didn't know any better. I, you know, yeah. um, I, I had this, it w- it was a weird thing for me, man. I, so I went into the Marine Corps, in in 99 and this was like nobody really had cell phones i mean a lot of people did but like you were some career person that had them and i'm you know 18 or 19 uh and and then i i used no technology while i was in the marines and then i get out of the marine corps and now all of a sudden everybody's got an email and a cell phone and there's like this myspace thing coming out and and there's like youtube and uh, that's just starting and, and all these things, you know, and, and, uh, so it was, it was interesting. I had a lot of catching up to do, uh, cause all I knew was like, you know, my M16 A2 service rifle, that was it. And, um, how did we get on this topic, man? I totally went blank here. We were talking about you curving out on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kick back and take some selfies with my Birkenstocks and post it to MySpace. <laughs> That's funny. I just I just sent you a picture because you said you you're talking about that and you said uh, you know you're talking about being in a band. I just sent you one of I found this pic the other day going through some stuff and uh, I oh I up, see man. it I see it I'm looking you at see it. it. Is that, that you? Was, uh, yeah, that's me. That was probably. I was probably 22 or Dude, 23 there. At, what guitar is that? It's a, uh, it's a Ibanez. I forget I, what, it, what, what, uh, model it was. I can't so. tell the, the, the picture's just blurry enough, but that's a badass guitar. And yet yeah, it is, it is an Ibanez. It is an Ibanez. Yeah. Yeah. We played, we played, where was that? I want to say that that was at the whiskey, but man, we used to play and play and play What a fun time. I didn't know you even played guitar, dude. Dude, I was telling my wife yesterday because we were out and about, and I go, you know, I think I'm going to buy me an acoustic. I've been wanting a, 
strum the strings again. You should. You yeah, should. I, I, I do it. I, every couple of months, I break out my guitar and I sit around the uh, campfire. If we've got people over here at the homestead or whatever, we'll, we'll play some music. And I didn't know that. See, that's more of the reason I want to hook up and go hunting with you at some yeah, point. That that wasn't we'll play that ain't campfire. That ain't campfire music right there. No, right there. That that requires a, a an amp and a and a, and a freaking uh, electric oh, connection. I, but that's okay, I man. I had that Marshall Halfstack, dude. My, that's one of the reasons my ears are so bad. Get you one of those ovations, man. I feel like you're an ovation, man. Those are nice. I was actually looking at the uh, the Taylors. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really nice guitar, too, man. Okay, so and you it, got it, you got big money. You got big money. Well, that's, that, we're talking big money with that one. Those are beautiful guitars, dude. Oh, for sure. That's you know? interesting. I, I had no idea you were even a Isn't musician. That funny? So. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm, I geek out on it, man. I'm trying to figure out what drum set that guy has. You know what? Uh, this is a. That's a great way yeah. to segue, man. Well, here we are, and it's already almost Christmas time, and you might be buying for that hunter in your life, or you're buying for yourself. Let's start with the WesternHuntsman.com. If you go there and check out the gear tab. We've got all the Tacticam equipment, so if you know or you are interested in filming your hunt, jump on the westernhuntsman.com forward slash gear and check out the Tacticam products from the cameras to the reveal cell cams to everything else and all the attachments. It's all there. You can also check out the merchandise tab and get you a cool t-shirt or a coffee mug or something like that. And when you do make a purchase on the westernhuntsman.com, a portion of that Proceed goes towards the fight against anti-hunters. Moving on, I want to talk to you about Scree gear. Scree is extreme mountain gear built for the wild. It's a great company with great gear that's not going to break the bank. Some of my favorite Scree items are the hard scrabble pants. The hard scrabble vest is super versatile. Get your complete layering system to the Kodiak pants, and I love the Bridger glassing mitt, so keep your hands warm when you're out there glassing the mountain, doing your thing. So check it out at ScreeGear.com, and don't forget to use the promo code THEWESTERNHUNTSMAN for 15% off and free shipping. Man, that's a great deal. Check it out, ScreeGear.com. Let's talk about Phelps Game Calls, the oldest sponsor on the Western Huntsman podcast. Phelps Game Calls has a full lineup of elk calls, predator calls, deer calls, duck calls, anything you need call-wise. Check it out at PhelpsGameCalls.com. Phelps is a true American story built from the blood and sweat and tears of Jason Phelps himself from his garage to what it is now one of the premier call companies out there on the market i love these guys it's a great company great products all backed by great warranties check it out at phelpsgamecalls.com and don't forget to use promo code huntsman10 for 10 percent off last but not least check out hoffman boots hoffman boots are my go-to boot they have been for many many years uh, i love this company they are built right here in north idaho and if you are in the market for a new set of mountain boots, hunting boots, uh, you need to check them out. I love my Explorers. You can get the Explorers in the 8-inch, the 6-inch. You can get the Summits. That's another great boot. Personally, I haven't tried them, but I, I can attest that if they're anything as good as the Explorers, you will not be disappointed. So go to hoppinboots.com and check it out. Use promo code all caps lock, by the way. Huntsman 10. Huntsman 10 for 10% off on your next Hoffman Boots purchase. 
guys, that's it for sponsors. I sure appreciate you guys tuning into the show. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and leave us a review if you wouldn't mind. It goes a long way to help the show. Let's get back into it. Here we go. You and I, we both we both played music, right? And and um, when you look at it from that aspect back then, and when I when I got done playing music, you're still there, right? I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sounded like you cut off there for a minute. Um, social media was was just becoming this big thing. There was the MySpace, and then Facebook was just starting. This was like 2008 or nine or something like that. But back in those days, um. I would post a picture of the band, uh, you know, whatever we were playing this show and here's, you know, the guitars, here's the drums, here's, you know, our setup, whatever. Musicians don't bash each other like hunters do. And there's, there's like this, this attitude of, of, um, brotherhood or sisterhood or, you know, we're on the same team kind of thing. You know, we're musicians, we're, we're dropping thousands of dollars on these instruments to get paid 50 bucks to play for a night. You know what I mean? And yeah. and so like if, if if when you look at it like that, why is it that hunters have this tendency to just verbally abuse each other on social media? Do you do you have like a, a thought as to why that happens? Because <laughs> because you can't get punched in the freaking kisser a thousand miles away. I think we talked about that. <laughs> I think we talked about that last time you were on the show. Oh, like like dude. I have had people say things to me that if they said it in person, I I would literally kick their ass like it would they be wouldn't. an attempt and then maybe maybe they i'd end up getting my ass kicked i don't know but they wouldn't get away with it if that makes sense no they they absolutely wouldn't and okay i'm and, and you said it right we're not spring chickens or whatever and i'm and i'm perfectly yeah. aware that i'm not in the shape that i used to be in and my my jaw is probably a little bit softer than it used to be but i'll be gd if you think you're gonna walk up to me with spewing some crap one I really don't give a flying rat's butt about your opinion of me. Like that does not, that does not make me who I am. And I think that that's part of it is that we have taken folks opinions somehow social media and I'm blaming social media, but it's a person problem. And we have allowed folks opinions of things to define us and how we view ourselves Mm. i could give a shit if you like me or not if you don't like me guess what guess how easy it is not to ever see my face or hear my voice again it's that simple it's that easy the fact that people are emboldened because there's no repercussions or consequences and then if they if you do have the opportunity to be in their face and call them out on their bullshit then they're the first person to run away, squeal, and want to hear sirens coming up behind you um, mm-hmm. and can't believe what kind of irate asshole you are. Yeah. It's like, dude, don't don't cross the line. You, Some of these folks, and, and no offense to the younger, the younger guys, but some of you fuckers don't know what the line in the sand actually is, right? They because don't. Because you're, they, they you're think crossing that, that line in the sand. They think that the line in the sand is because they've – I, I don't mean to be offensive to but but the younger generation does have a lack of vision in terms of what happens when you disrespect somebody. Right? right? Because back right. in the day when when if you were in a bar back in the day and and um 
this was a, a situation I was in many times. And fists start flying. It wasn't this big deal. Like, somebody would get beat up, somebody would get some sore fists, and then you'd go over to the bar and order another beer. That was it. You realize how much you realize how much grief we're gonna catch, right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Whatever. Come at me. Come at me. Come at me and cancel. Come me. at me, bro. Come, come at me, bro. But I mean, I mean, shit. That's how you know, some broken noses, a couple of teeth would fall out, and and that was it. Like people didn't really get arrested for that and go to jail, right. and and we didn't have all these, you know, these panty waists running around out there talking about how. <laughs> You can't, um, you know, d- don't promote violence or whatever. I'm not promoting violence. Shut up. You don't even know what we're violence is. This is, a this history, is history. This is how things were settled amongst men back in the day. You know, we'd punch each other. And it wasn't a thing where, you know, we'd break out guns and start shooting and, and, and go, go all crazy and, and whatnot. It was just how things were settled back then, especially in the Marines. When I was in the Marines, if you had a problem with another Marine, you guys went fisticuffs, man. Mm-hmm. And and that's just how shit was settled. And and people but, are so fucking soft now that, like, I even – I turn on Netflix. Do you ever watch Netflix? Mm-hmm. You turn on Netflix, and they they bring up these things at the beginning of the show, like, oh, caution. Yeah. There's, uh, there's nudity. There's cussing, blah, blah, blah. And then one of them is smoking. Smoking fucking cigarettes. Like, bitch, my mom smoked cigarettes when she had me in the hospital. Like, in the delivery room, they were smoking cigarettes. And when I got a cold when I was a baby, my grandma put goddamn whiskey in my baby bottle. And you bitches can't handle a little bit of smoking on TV? Like, what is wrong with people? I'm 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 going way off, dude. We're going to get canceled. We're getting canceled for sure. I don't even care. Like I said, it's it's a history lesson. It is a history lesson. And I'm I'm sick of it, man. And I, I think a lot of other people are sick of this pussification of America. And mm-hmm. and people are sick of hearing about all this stuff and canceling this and and everybody's so freaking offended by everything. By the way, uh for those of you, I know my show normally isn't as uh, filled with racy. <laughs> well, it's it's a little saucy, it's a little racy sometimes. But I, I know I know that uh some of you like Joe Gillia. He's going to blush if he hears this episode, man. Like, I, 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 he does not cuss. I, I noticed that on the last time, and I, I've been cussing up a storm on this episode. So, Joe, for you, brother, I am really sorry if any of these words are offensive. There you go. But Joe's not soft. He's not going to take it that way. No, See, that's no, the difference. Joe's of the, he's of the generation where it's like he knows people are different, and, and it's okay. It's okay to be different, and, and I respect other people's opinions and their 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 positions on things. And if he doesn't want to cuss, you know what? I'll stop cussing. That's I, I, on him. That's, that's the, it. right. But but nowadays it's it's everybody's just offended. And and yeah. I just man, sorry, I keep taking in in the wrong direction, dude. No no, it's all right. But you know what's funny about that, right? As you said, you know, back in the day, going fisticuffs like that. Yeah. And and the one thing, if, if somebody wants to cite oh violence, blah blah blah. Okay, I get it. Right. But the but the one thing that was done was the issue. It was over with. It was done. Right. Exactly. You you had your lumps and bumps. You both walked away most times that resolved it. And and there's getting getting that little scrap and you guys are best friends after that fact. Seriously, man. Seriously. I actually whooped your ass, whatever it is. That's one of your best friends. I, I became very close friends. In fact, I'm still friends with him to this day. To when I was in fifth grade, 
the bully in my in my class, the, the in my grade or whatever. So at recess, like he was picking on people a lot, and he had an attitude. And then guess what? He had an attitude with me one day, and and my grandpa wouldn't have tolerated me getting beat up by a bully. So oh, my my grandpa would not tolerate that. Like you do not step down you stand up for yourself right that's how it was when we were kids mm-hmm. and and uh if if the school had a problem with it man I, they, they'd stick either my my uh, hot-tempered italian mom on them or or my grandpa and my grandpa didn't tolerate that and so i beat up this bully and guess what problem solved he never bullied anybody again and him and i actually became really good friends and i figured out why you know he was a bully uh, it was just in the way that, that his family dynamic, it just kind of made him that way. And, and, and he recognized that and the, it, the, you make a great point, man. I, I mean, th- things were solved. Um, they were done, but, but the thing it was, was done. Okay. But it, so, so think about this. How many, how many videos have you seen that there is an elderly person or a woman or a smaller guy getting the living piss kicked out of them as people walk by oh, you know, turn yeah. their heads or speed up in yeah. horror and not want to get involved or take action that that and and this sounds very promotional of, of of violence and i'm not i'm not trying to do that i'm merely stating that i mean who cares if you are sometimes violence is necessary it's naive to it, think that violence is not necessary at certain times right i mean let's we just will, say it we will walk by oh i'm gonna say the worst case an elderly woman getting smacked by somebody on the street and and behave as if we didn't see it as we side-eyed it in full-on horror and not take action. No, instead, that instead people are filming it to, to put it on oh, their Instagram. Dude. Yeah, that's Un- what happened. Have you seen? Unbelievable. Unbelievable as all get out, man. And like, I, I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If it, when I was a kid, and again, I don't mean, to, I don't mean to sound like an old man, but when I was a kid, and and if my grandma found out that some elderly lady was being abused and I didn't step in to protect her, my grandma would done. my ass. Yeah, that's you right. Were done. That's right. Yep. And and have you seen that video where um, I don't know if it's in like Yellowstone or like Estes Park or, or something like that, but that bull elk um, goes ape shit on somebody and, and knocks him down and and everybody's like running away while the while the elk is kind of almost gorging this person. I don't know if it was a lady or a, a dude. Um, and everybody's just like standing there and filming it that you can see everybody with their their cell phones out. And the people that were close enough to it, the elk knocks a person down, and everybody goes running off. Or you know, like, like why is nobody helping that person? Like Looky that, loose that syndrome, is an bro. Eight hundred pound animal, and it's rutting. So yeah, it's pissed. It's coming at you, and everybody runs away while this person who was kind of an innocent bystander—he wasn't even the one, or he, he or she wasn't even the one that provoked this bull—to um, do this. But everybody runs off. Love, love thy neighbor as long as it doesn't cause me any harm. <laughs> yeah, man. So let me let me ask you this, guy. Let me let's oh, let's man. let's get to the nuts and bolts of this for a minute. What do we need to do as hunters? How is is well? Let's start with this question: Is the the trajectory that we are on as hunters 
where we've got all this adversity out there with the anti-hunting movement and this legislation coming out and banning hunts and all this stuff going on. And these organizations that are well-funded, well-organized, like you said, the the Humane Society of the United States and uh, Center for Biological Diversity, all these groups out there. Um, is there, can we change this? Can we switch this tra- trajectory in your mind? I don't, I think we can slow down the trajectory. Um, I don't want to believe that it's too far gone or it's so far gone, but I think, I think that we are so outnumbered and we've been so complacent for so long that in order for us to change the trajectory, we are going to have to step up and step up full force, not half the demographic, not 70% of the demographic. I think we have to step up 100% of the demographic, and we have to understand that a duck hunter should be supporting uh, a beaver trapper, and a beaver trapper should be supporting the archery elk guy and the muzzy guy and, you know, the bird dog guys. When you uh, when you say happens. when you say support guy, sorry to cut you off, but when you say uh-huh. support, what is what does that mean in your mind? What do you mean support each other? Have their back. You know what I mean? Don't walk by when they're getting their ass kicked. When there's a trapping ban in Oregon on beaver, don't mm-hmm. go, Well, I don't trap beavers and look the other way. Or when there's a, a trapping ban in New Mexico. New Mexico, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't get pissed because you're a bird dogger and your dog's at risk. Right. Because because if we're not if we're if we're going to walk by and watch the little old lady get beat up, then we're just as guilty as the people that are doing the beating, in my opinion. Um, we, we, we can't be complacent or blind to the fact that it's coming for you next. I feel right? like a, I feel like the one really cool thing that we're getting out of this episode, guy is exactly what you're saying is the little old lady getting beat up is a great metaphor for hunters getting their asses handed to them on social media for something that's irrelevant to the future of hunting. For example, I, for me personally, I have no opinion one way or the other on the 6.5 Creedmoor. I I don't have one. I'm not opposed to having one. I'm not for having one. I don't have an opinion on it. Don't don't care. I, I know two things. I know that if somebody, if the right shooter is behind that rifle, it's very deadly. And the second thing I know about it is it's highly controversial. I, What's let me the throw controversy? In, I, that, that's, the, that's, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to exactly. add a third one is I don't know what the controversy is. I don't know why we as hunters need to judge other hunters on their personal preference as to what caliber they're using. Because you heard it somewhere that that 6.5 is not a great rifle, then you think you need to trash that hunter online. That's the same thing. And when we all stand by is a little old lady getting beat up at Walmart and everybody's filming it instead of helping her. Mm-hmm. I think and, and that that is a really good concept is in terms of a metaphor that we're getting out of this episode, man. I, I would love I would love to hear a guy that trashes a six five, Creedmoor, PRC, whatever it is, and and actually have them explain why it's not a good round. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? It's yep. like let, okay, explain to me why that that should be a requirement. If you're gonna bash something, then then you got to have a reason to bash the shit. Yeah, right. Yep. If you if you haven't run an initial ascent pack, and you have an opinion of that pack, you're part of the fucking problem. Right. If you've totally. never put one on, if you've never held an EXO, 
I don't care what pack it is. And I'm biased because yeah. Dennis and Joe I, are, are exactly. good people and they're my friends, right? I'm Me biased. too, and man. And, and, and it's great. It's a great pack made by great dudes, right? That yeah. doesn't mean that the XO isn't a great pack made by no, great dudes exactly. as well, right? I That's just personally exactly know those guys over at Initial Ascent, and so I use mm-hmm. it, right? But it's, it's like, a, you know, my buddy my buddy Gabriel, Ivory Holsters, right? He's an XO guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, man, I need a I need a holster to fit my IA pack. Dude, he doesn't he didn't get pissed off at me. He's not mad at me because I run an IA pack and I'm asking him, you know, I this is the belt and blah, 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 blah. You know what sure. I mean? It's like it doesn't make it the, zero is accomplished by. The divide, it There's doesn't nothing. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't it's, matter. It's laughable. It's like laughable, I, I, I went I went bear hunting. um Dirk, Dirk came up and and him and I went bear hunting together, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Dirk Durham, I, for for those of you listening, we go on this bear hunt. He's running this. Uh, he's he's using this Kafaro pack. I was actually, you, you know what I was using on that one because I didn't want my initial ascent to smell like my bear bait. <laughs> was a Burla stock and and that that team elk pack that a Burla stock team elk pack. I freaking mm-hmm. dig that pack. I, I dig it. I, I've been using that thing for years. And 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 is that against initial ascent? Nope. Uh in fact it's 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 a plus for them because I don't want my initial ascent to smell like uh I use yeah. Yeah, exactly. I use I use some very potent stuff from Batum nine oh seven. And and that stuff will I mean I still smell it when I walk into my trailer that I'm recording in right now that this Barla stock's in here and I I catch a whiff of that Batum 907 and it's been six months since I've I've packed any Batum 907 in that Oof. stuff so it, it's potent stuff and and d- did did Dirk and I at any point during that hunt discuss each other's packs and which one was better and and why uh, Dirk's mad at me for not using the same pack as him nope. Not once, not once did we talk about it. it, it it's just an irrelevant factor. It and is. so while we're fighting about whose pack somebody's using or whose rifle or what caliber somebody's using, and and whether or not if it's brown it's down versus let them grow, and all those things that we all get so hung up in, what's happening? The commission in the state of Washington is getting together and banning hunting seasons. Yeah, that's what while, the result while is. While we're out. While, while we're, we're out hunting, while we're out hunting, and coming home at night and arguing uh, uh, about what somebody shot versus paying attention to what the commission in the state of Washington's doing, and and I fault myself for the trees. Yep. yep, yep, I fault myself for it, man. So I asked you if you think it's reversible, and and you feel like you, you it's at a point where we maybe can just slow it down. I I think we can slow it. I mean, if you look at if you look at what. Uh, Wayne LaPierre said in the, I think that was 76, right? This is a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight this. It's going to take X amount of years, and this is what we're going to accomplish. And if you look at where we are in that fight, right, in terms of hunters, where we are versus where they're at, dude, they have they have decades yeah. of historical of data. Yep. Dude, they have way more money. They have people that are emotionally based and focused. That are willing to give up month, you know, week or monthly stipends to them to, to push this through. And here we are, to your point, and, and we're arguing, wondering if if you and Dirk 
are going to go to fisticuffs because you're both violent because you're old. <laughs> We're all old. All we right? know how to do is fight each other. Just fight, right? And but but we won't we won't fight the good fight and stand up and and realize that the crap we're arguing about has no relevance to our pursuits ultimately outside of some comfort and we're gonna lose we're losing i can't even say we're gonna we're losing we will lose something every year we will lose one state or another yeah you know what makes me what makes me crazy is i had i had a guest on my show and i i don't remember who it was or what episode it was but he said that you know, I don't think in my lifetime or my kid's lifetime we'll ever lose the right to deer hunt. And I remember I remember thinking at the time when he said that, I'm like, oh man, I don't know. And 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 now here it is, you know, it's it's been you know, we're coming up on two years since I had that. It was one of my guests that I had in like the first few months of the show. Um I'm trying I'm racking my brain trying to think of who it was. Anyway. Um, that's a reality, man. It's a yeah. reality that we need to think about and we need to understand because this is coming to a head and I want to get your take guy as to, um, again, going back to, to the question I was asking, you know, we, we, you, you're of the opinion that we can maybe slow this down or whatever. What do hunters need to do? What What do we? How do we solve this? How do we get together? How do we? I hate the term unify, but how do we unify? Like how how does this slow the process down? Slow the ble- bleeding, um, and and get to the point where maybe the masses out there that don't hunt that don't understand it, that fall for the propaganda that come from organizations like the, the Humane Society of the United States or, or PETA or the Center for Biological Diverse, Diversity, all these organizations that, that are really good at marketing this highly emotional stuff. How do we counter this? How do we do this, man? Do you, What's your wow. opinion? So, I know it's a lot. Bear with me. So... I don't know if I talk about what we're up against, but so how I see it is we're playing a defensive game 98% of the time with that, right? Mm -hmm. And that defensive game takes people way smarter than me to understand what's going on, to read bills in its entirety, that, and to go to state legislator on the national level, state level, whatever, and fight those fights, right? Yeah. We have to support those efforts. And and I don't care. I have my opinions, just as everybody else, about some of the groups, right? Some of the organizations. That sure. organization, if it's if it's fighting, if you align with that organization, freaking do something. Well, right? and there's there's it, something there I want to stop you right there because there's something right. that there there's a lot of confusion with these organizations and as to what they can do. Like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, I'm a member. I've been a member for years, right? I've even been like um, their their high level member kind of thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, but uh, for me, I I think that that what they do good wise is better than what they do bad wise, uh, and so I'm a member. Does that mean that? I can buy a $35 membership to the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and feel like I'm doing my part for conservation? Nope. 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 Not at nope. all. In nope. fact, in fact, what a lot of people don't understand 
is the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation is a nonprofit. They are not a lobbyist firm, right? They cannot, and I I don't want to misspeak here because I'm I'm not totally familiar with the law, but in most cases they can't go lobby for hunting rights, right? They they cannot persuade legislatures. Do I think that maybe sometimes they do and sometimes they don't? I don't know. I don't have a comment on that. I, I don't I don't know. I I don't want to say that something's above my pay grade. I am legitimately saying that I am I am and I think you are too, guy. Is we are we are one of the the few podcasters that don't talk out our ass. If we don't know, we don't say it. And that's that's how I am in this situation. All I know is there is something to uh, when we're talking about like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation or the Mule Deer Foundation or or some of these other foundations. We can't go to bat as lobbyists just because. The, the, the nature of the laws, and, and, and again, I need to educate myself on this a little bit better so I can speak a little bit more intelligently about it. But goes to my point. We need people smarter than us. Exactly, me, right? Us and, and 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 I want to I want to support that. Now I know I I I do support organizations like the Sportsman's Alliance, right? And and uh, we are. I I've been saying this for a while, but. I'm trying to get to a certain – I have a goal set as to what the, the amount of the check I'm going to write to the Sportsman's Alliance based on what we sell off our website. Everything anybody buys off my website, a portion of that goes to like organizations like the Sportsman's Alliance. Right now, it's the Sportsman's Alliance, and I haven't reached the financial goal that I've wanted to hit to send that check off yet. So – Side note, if you're listening and you want a cool T-shirt or you want a Tacticam gear, you know, camera or something, go to thewesternhuntsman.com, click on gear, and buy anything. A portion of that goes to Sportsman's Alliance until that changes because the next organization, I'm uh, once we hit the financial goal, I'm going to send the check, and then that switches to something like Blood Origins or something like that. Nice. And so that's where we're at with it. Okay, um, so let me can go I, ahead. Can I go jump ahead. in? Yeah, go, go and, for it. And, and this this is uh, kind of personal to me. So, Sportsman's Alliance, right? I I right now, and 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 in recent history, that's who I support. One of the groups that I support, and mm-hmm. there's reasons I do that. It aligns with me, blah blah blah. And I've talked to Brian over there, you know, several times. Sure. So I said, man, I need I need for me, I want it to do more, but I also, you know, I want to grow awareness and grow membership for them. Right. I get nothing from this. So I put together basically a giveaway and it was a raffle type giveaway. And dude, I had, I don't even know how many companies, almost 20 companies that kicked in and oh, nice. we had scopes and binos and initial ascent gift cards and Hoffman booth gift cards and uh oh, Shane I, forgot, Rabone, I forgot you're a Hoffman booth guy dude yeah I knew and we, Bone Maniac yeah, yeah. Shane over there he was like hey I'll I'll kick in a hundred dollar visa gift card and just ah, I mean you name it right it was just everybody under the sun power putty all over right so I put this thing out there and and I have a decent following right I don't I don't you know I don't pretend to be something I'm not I have my followings you know on on call it IG is like 5,000, right? Big, sure. big deal. And it was five bucks. Okay. Now this, this makes no sense to me. You go on, on my website 
and you go to the page and you click on the button and the button takes you to the donate page. It's $5. And all you had to do was fill out the little deal, submit your $5 and you were entered into the raffle. I was so effing disappointed, right? You're talking, a, you know, seven, $800 scope, maybe not top of the line, but a seven or $800 scope, $150 gift card, $100, you name it, right? Dude, I was so disappointed by the lack of submission that I saw, and it was going directly to SA, right? It was going yeah, directly yeah. to Sportsman's Alliance. I was so disappointed that I just stopped. And See, I didn't and even I, see that, man. I would have totally I, injured that. That's that's I, right up my alley. This was, this was uh, when, when did was I start it? June, July, August, I think I started somewhere in there. I started huh. running it. I paused it because of elk season. Um, and then I came back and I was like, all right, I'm going to hit it again. And I'm looking and I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I, why, what, what is the in point? If, if you don't care, if hunters do not care enough. And I even said it on there. Look, if you can't give $5 to get in the raffle, just go on and put a flipping dollar on it. Because I know you got money because I see what you're spending it on. Right, right. right. We can't even we can't even do that, dude. We can't even step up with some you're getting something for free on something that you shouldn't have to have incentivized to get anything but to keep your privilege and keep this going for the future because you say you love it so much that you want it here for future generations, but yet you do a flipping thing about shit. It. A lot of yeah, a lot of people don't do shit. They think that, Dude, that buying a hunting oh. license is enough, and it's not. And I'm not trying to be rude or offensive to anybody listening to this that hasn't. But um, hey, real quick, dude, are you going to run that raffle again? You know, <laughs> text me. Just text I will. me. I I'll I will you know. I will. I will buy. I love raffles, man. I, I'm a sucker, yeah. dude. I spent like $300 on an $80 hunting pack at some auction in Montana a couple months ago <laughs> because my daughter thought that that pack was her dream pack, and mm-hmm. it's just a shitty little pack. But uh, she but it's loved about, it. it. It's about the. Cause. But we were raising money for something result. beyond ourselves, exactly. and they understood that, and they they yep. actually committed to like my daughters who are 10 and 12 right now. They committed to working for me, who I'm not easy to work for, on the homestead here to earn some of the money to help pay for this pack that I auctioned for that that I bought at an auction for 300 freaking dollars. It's an 80 dollar <laughs> freaking pack. It's it's nothing. They just liked it because it was camouflaged and it had a cool mm-hmm. spot to put a water bottle. Right. And you didn't and you didn't see the waste on either side. No, I didn't because because that that was a great cause. It went it went to uh, Mm -hmm. some some kids that uh, have some rare diseases kind of thing. And so I'm I'm good with that. And and I love like what you're talking about with the Sportsman's Alliance. Dude, if I would have noticed that, which I was not online a lot this summer because of the the homestead move. um, But if I'd have noticed that, I would have been all over that. I'd have bought that. But um, we we have to we have to wake up to this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. because what people don't understand, what hunters don't understand, is there is some crazy cat lady that has very little bills on her monthly outgoing, 
and she yeah, works 40 hours a week, right? And she's sitting in some apartment in big city California or big city New York or big city Atlanta, Georgia or Chicago or some big metro area, right? And and she's she's watching these ads put on by like the Humane Society of the United States oh, talking dude. about how evil trapping is. And 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 they don't add in any of the factual, scientific, and biological information that is pertinent to her making this kind of decision. But they say, hey, donate $20 a month to help us save these animals from these evil traps or this evil hunting season, these these trophy hunters in Washington that want to kill our, our, our mighty Bruins and, and all these things that they, they propagate. And people fall for it. They fall for it. Every single time they run this kind of marketing schemes, and that's what they are, they're cottage industries. They don't actually want to have all-out bans on, on hunting in every way because then they would have no fundraising source, right? This is what they do. This is how they raise money. But these ladies that sit there, they're crazy cat lady. I always look at it like it's crazy cat lady. She's got a curlers in her hair. She's sitting there. She's ready with her phone. She's got a credit card sitting there ready to donate to something like this because she felt bad because of the way they presented it to her on this ad. And what do hunters do? We sit around and bitch about who's shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor instead of paying attention to the millions of dollars that are being garnered (laughs) by these organizations to go against our lifestyle that has been the heritage of human nature for thousands upon of thousands years. of yeah. years. Well, and, and, and to further that, right? If you look at, you know, humane society, I mean, look at the look at the sad cat and sad dog ads that they put post up. You yeah, know, with for Sarah McLaughlin singing in the background. Ooh. Right. Well, the the locals, right? They the local organization gets less than one percent of that money that exactly. those commercials are being, you know, driven by the national. Well, the national is taking that as a lobbyist organization and using that money to put towards fighting us. Yep. And, and, and what's, this is, this is, there's irony here, you know, my wife, right. And, and she loves animals and, and she has nothing against as do hunting, I. Right. And she sees those and she's like, Oh, I can't watch it. And I remember having the conversation, you know, don't you ever, don't you dare ever donate to that. Well, why? Because it doesn't go to those animals. The The local organization is responsible for its finances. So yep. that yep. local shelter is driving its own revenue. Well, and a lot of people don't understand that. that that's the, the problem. The Humane Society, hundreds? like like uh, the Humane Society, it's it's bro- broken down. You have the local Humane Societies that take in pets and, and like cats and dogs and stray animals, whatever. They are totally different than the Humane Society of the United States. But the Humane Society of the United States runs ads as if they're helping the local little, you know, there's a stray dog we took in. We need some help, you know, and it's not. It's it's propaganda. It's it's all propaganda, dude. Like, it's just the way like they portrayed Kyle Rittenhouse on the news um, as as this like crazy killer. And and the, the same way they portrayed trump doing this or biden doing that it's all bullshit and so well, oh, oh, let me cut you off so, it sounds like so you're doing you're, dishes dude you got dishes going no on i right was 
no, I was spinning this little thing off. Are you reloading right now as we're talking? <laughs> what, what are you reloading? I wish. <laughs> I, wish. <laughs> uh, I should be reloading my cup. But, but okay, so, so you were just talking about the media and the propaganda. Yeah. Right? And to your question earlier as to hunters and what we can do, right, To so we're able to see the forest from the trees is not fall into that type of media gobbledygook that we see within our demographic and our industry and not fall victim to the same type of marketing. And that's all that crap we're seeing on the news. If you can call it that now, that's all it is. It's marketing, it's propaganda, Yep. but we're falling victim, victim to it just in a different sense in a different way in a different realm in, in the hunting demographic. Do you so think- if we're able to, say that, hey, we're not sheep, I'm not a sheep, and you hear that shit all the time, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. not following that, I'm not believing that, I'm not buying that. Well, guess what? You're not doing it there, but hey, buddy, you're doing it over here. And while you're doing it over here and you're pissing and moaning because I like Hoffman's and, and I'm not wearing Krispies this year, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing the same sheeple-type stuff that you're talking mess about and wondering why everybody's following a line and followers and no decision-making and you ain't your own man and own woman, blah, 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 bullshit. You're doing the same thing. Yeah, It's just in a different realm. Sorry, it's tangenting. No, dude, just, I like your style, dude. I, I do. I like your style, guy. We need to we need to do this more often. Like we should you have, say that every time. I know, I, I know. I it. we do. We should do like a. We should just plan on a like a, rant. a once a quarter or once a month rant episode yeah. where where we just we because something needs to change, man. Like action needs to be taken. I am willing to put forth the money to produce videos that we could turn into commercials that go into the same households as these crazy crazy cat ladies are seeing these these videos where they're 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 donating millions upon millions upon millions of dollars towards these organizations that are against us how do we do that how do we do that how do we counter that we counter that by creating our own machine that produces facts but the difficulty with that is somebody can get on like Twitter for example and I don't even have a Twitter anymore I got rid of it cuz I didn't understand I didn't get it it just irritated me but somebody could put stupid. out somebody could put out a tweet right oh trappers are cruel and those poor animals suffer for 24 hours before the trapper finds that trap okay the 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 counter argument to that in terms of wildlife management and the holistic approach that is taken by hunters and trappers and outdoorsmen is way more than we can react to in a tweet. Like I, I can, I can make people's eyes glaze over with the facts about how therein, beneficial trappers. Therein lies the problem. Therein lies the problem. There, so how do we do this? How can we get we- creative? How can we do this? It's not about creativity. It's how do you counter an emotional response with factual answers? You can't. You have to trigger trigger an adverse emotional response. Mm -hmm. And and how do you do that by dead Bambi? I I think there there is is – I'm totally going to – Mahone – Oh man, I, I hate it when I draw a blank on that. Like I know I know this dude like crazy. Uh I've read all his stuff. I've watched a lot of his videos. Uh Shane McMahone. Is am I saying that right? He makes these videos. And he's he's done them for like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and, and a few other organizations. He's worked with um uh, 
Dr. Valerius Geist in the past. Um, but he makes really powerful videos relating hunting to food and the, and the history of that. And I, I, it's, he's touching, he's touching something there. Why am I totally drawn a blank? If I wasn't recording, if we were just sitting around drinking a beer together, dude, I, I, I would have his name right there, but we're recording. So drawn a blank. I, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time when I try to look at it myself right Mm -hmm. i i have a hard time figuring out how you trigger an emotional response on the on the opposition of the emotional response is being triggered by about poor animal right because because what happens is well you don't have to hunt yeah right you can go you can go to the grocery store yeah um so it, it it's how do we get that emotional response on the other side? And and it's it's almost it, it's the long game has been at it so long that it's even more difficult for us to do it now, right? Because There's they, a way. They, There's got to be a way. I know it's tough. I know it's I know it's impossible from from our perspective. But there's got to be a way we could do this. There's got I understand there, there's got to be a way. You know, it's where is it at? And and it's going to take. It's going to take a lot of really good minds and a lot of very passionate people to dedicate a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort to trying to just to just figure that part of it out. And because we are so far along in the process and we're playing a defensive game, well, you can't take the guys off the defense, right? It's sort of like your, your football team. You got an offense and you got a D, right? So now we need the guys on the offensive side that are that are going to go and play offense with this. Well, where does it come from when we are complacent and we can't pull our heads out of our rear ends? I, I just yeah, it's a, great a scary, point. it's a scary prospect, right? Yeah. Where where do you even begin? Because to think that for me to have you know for me to stand there with my grip and grin. For, for everything that means to us, it means a thousand times over that I'm a hateful, egotistical, murderous, blood on my hands bastard to those yeah. people. Yep. How do you fight that? Because I can't I can't explain to you and give you facts and, and like you said, watch their eyes glass over in an explanation as to why, because it's so many things and all they have to do is say, poor animal, look at this bastard. Yeah. Right. I mean, think about that. I am. I cannot look at this. I am. I cannot. (laughs) I cannot fathom somebody acting like this. Anyways, I'm going to Taco Bell. Right. It's just it's it's such a difficult thing, man. But I I feel like there's there's enough. uh, I, I shouldn't say it that way. There's enough people out there that are like you and I that are passionate enough about this that we could figure out a way to message this in the right way because, you know, I, I would be totally willing to raise a bunch of money somehow, right? Dude, and, dude, and okay, hire. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you off again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, count, okay. I, I, count, give me give me one hand. Give me one hand of names, not including me and you. One hand of names that you can think of that have a decent following that, that can start the fight. Well. That, that are already going down that path. They're not going down that path, but I think they would. Well, no, and, no, 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 no. This, this is, this goes, this is perfect to my point. Why can't we give those names? It, it, there's a problem. I because it's not, it's not, it's Levin. not what generates revenue. It's not what generates revenue at this point. So we're fucked. So we're, we're fucked. fucked. 
unless we change the mindset and we change the the trajectory of 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 what we're on we look how do we how do we fight our marketing giants how do we fight the hunting industry marketing giants without being so offensive to them that we're turning them off and their influencers are going to turn us off we're going to cancel each other out I have some ideas. I actually have some ideas. I, I you know, I, 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 I'll tell you what. Like I, I've been before you and I started recording. I was up sitting in a in a deer blind, and and um, I'm I'm trying to find a whitetail, uh, that is acceptable. Um, and that doesn't take much for me. <laughs> Good on you, buddy. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm not asking for a monster. I just want more than the little spike that keeps walking out in front. Actually, I got a little I got a little two by three that keeps walking out in front of me. And he looks he looks at my deer blind every time. Like he knows he's I'm there, die. I swear. He's gonna die. Dude, if if his big brother him. doesn't show up soon, he's going down. But uh, I anyway, know he is, but <laughs> <laughs> I need the I need the meat, man. And um Anyways, I, the the point is is I, is I have a lot of time on my hands where I think about this kind of stuff. Because what else do you do in, in a deer blind? But I do mm-hmm. I I stress about the future of hunting when I'm sitting there hunting, and I and I stress about it and I think about it. And and what one of the things that comes to mind is you know you were just getting at you know who who can we point to? Well, I there was this great president one time that said if not us who if not now when when right and, and and so like you and i why don't we start putting our heads together a little bit more often i would commit to it where you and i have these discussions and we start having these these ideas i mean both of us have the name western in our in our podcast right so we're, we're peas in a pod other than you wear birkenstocks mm-hmm. and probably <laughs> you probably drink uh, what's that stuff Wait a no minute. What's no that no stuff? the truly white claw the truly you drink the white claw Oh man! That's all you. One of the things I I about died laughing. I had coffee in my nostrils because you sent me that damn video of you standing in front of the all suspicious like in front of the pile of white claws in that store. Oh, every time I see that, I go, I tell my wife, I'm gonna send this to Jim. She goes, you already did that. You can't doing that shit. I have, I had a, I had a payback for you. I had a pay. I never sent it to you. I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna. So just, just stand by. I'm waiting for the right time but <laughs> if it's a if it's a tie-dye western huntsman t-shirt <laughs> don't give me any ideas brother but I, I i think that uh i mean you're a smart guy i'm an okay smart guy i'm not super smart but smart enough that i i feel like there there's a way we could we could come up with because i i think foundationally we agree on a lot of things and and foundationally we agree that as hunters right as hunters Everybody listen to this. You're a hunter. If you're listening to, unless you're one of those, uh, and I have these I, on my show, I've, I've figured out that I, I have some anti-hunting organizations that task people with listening to this show sometimes. And I'm not going to tell you how I figured that out, but I, I, I did. But as hunters, most of you, oh, if you're one of those people, by the way, that were tasked by one of the anti-hunting organizations to listen to this or uh, to this show so you can get intel, fuck you. <laughs> back at it though no. there you go for the most part um back to what i was saying foundationally what what we need to understand as hunters is first of all we need to stop 
being asleep at the will to as to what is against us. Because as hunters, sometimes, and I don't blame you guys for this, but sometimes we get on with our life. It's not hunting season anymore. We're going through, and it's Christmas time, and then it's winter, and it's spring, and you know we're, we've got lawns to mow, we've got jobs, and we've got kids, we've got all these all these distractions outside of hunting that take us away from the the, the thought process that is a necessity, if I could spit this out right, a necessity to focus on every month of the year, whether it's hunting season or not. We can't be asleep at the wheel as to what we are up against because we don't just like to go hunting every once in a while. This isn't some, this isn't some rogue uh, hobby. Right. This isn't some some side thing that we do. You know, this isn't poker night with the boys once a month, right? This is hunting. This right. is a fulfillment of the soul. This is something that dates back to the primal ages prior to Christ being born. We, we have been doing this. This is how we have lived for so long. It is so fragile, though. In this day and age, it is so fragile. And so we have to understand that. We have to understand and we have to agree that that is what it is. It is a primal importance to each of our souls. We have to understand that. And then secondly, we have to understand that when we get on social media and start posting pictures of, uh, you know, some bloodbath of a, of a hunting scene or or bashing each other about what weapon or what pack they're carrying or, or what shot placement or what size of deer somebody shot. That's a mistake. That is not how we unify because at the it, when we when we boil all this down, we have to unify. We have to be together because there's not enough of us as it is. If we were all friends, if we were all meeting in the same coffee shop every morning, we still would be a tenth of the population of people that want us dissolved as a group, as hunters. We're not even a tenth. We wouldn't even be a tenth. That number, well said, we, we, have a, we have a huge mountain to climb. So we have to, those are two fu- fundamental things. The third thing, the third tier to the whole point I'm trying to make is we have to come up with a solution. Okay, we have the understanding of what hunting is to us. What we're up against as hunters, now we have to have a solution. And it's going to take all of us, it's going to take everything that we have. To provide the future that is, like my, my 10 and 12-year-old daughters, they just tagged out on their first buck this year. This is a, the, their first buck ever. I want them teaching their kids how to hunt. And I want their kids teaching their kids how to hunt. Because we all know, if you're listening to this, we all know that's how our wildlife thrive. The the, the North American model of conservation is, is what works. It is the only proven system on the face of the planet that has proven results as to the future of wildlife and how to grow our numbers, whether it's white-tailed deer or turkeys. I don't care. It's the only proven system. So those are the three things we have to identify and analyze, or I'm sorry, not analyze. We have to agree that what hunting is, what are, what is our history, what it is, and what it means to us, to our souls and in our hearts. Two, what we are up against. What is the fight we have coming? And finally, what is the solution? Those three things are the only things we need to focus on. Do you have anything to add to that, dude? You know, the only thing that I would say after I say congrats to your uh, to the girls for for knocking down those deer, man. Um, Dude, it was cool. I'll tell you the story later. Would be 
start having the conversation, right? And I don't care if it, if you're a, a five-year vet and you're mm-hmm. talking to a 30-year guy, have the have the and I the conservation, right? Air quote conservation conversation. Don't worry about his arrows or what grain weight he's shooting, or if you know that six five PRC is is better than that three hundred Win Mag, whatever. Uh, which we know it isn't. Three hundred is is uh, far superior. Three hundred um, is superior, brother. Right? Are yes, we on the same yes. page? Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, but but have you know? It, it's just <laughs> having that simple conversation, even if it's asking a question. Hey, what what conservation organizations, or what do you look at, or how do you approach this, or what do you do? You know, because of uh, you know, is buying the tag enough? And and just start to have the conversation. And start to grow your enlightenment on it by listening to other folks, by getting, you know, doing a little research. It doesn't yeah. have to be like yep. this droning 30 minute conversation, but just spark the thought. If we spark the thought enough, if you ask 10 people and it gets through to three of them, you've done something good because it's three people that weren't involved out of that 10. So you keep going. Right. And, and if it's three for every 10, at some point you're going to hit 30. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, just we, we have to get a conversation going and start it and keep it moving along to bring this together. I love it, man. Great point. It's, it's a great point. Um, I, I feel like this and and, um, you know, we we started we, we had our episodes last year and it was about the same time it was around Thanksgiving. I remember um, we had this conversation last year and I, I feel like that was kind of the the spark that lit the match. That's going to light the fire. Now we're at the match. You and I, um, I, I really want to keep this conversation going. I know we're going long. We're uh, what an hour and forty minutes here. Uh, so I need to, I need to let you off. Uh, sorry I kept you so long, buddy. <laughs> no, no worries, brother. I got all the time in the world for you, man. But uh, I, I think, I think this is a start to a, a new beginning in terms of what we need to focus on and what, where we're going to go, where we're going to, where we're going to take this. Like, what are we going to do? Well, are, are we just going to sit on our, on our ass and and allow these people to just destroy the lifestyle that we love and we cherish and the wildlife depend on? Or are we just going to, you know, is that what we're going to do or are we going to fight for it? And and I, you've got the fight in you uh, and, and you know, I've got the fight in me. Um, my, yes, my, like I told you, my grandma put bourbon in my baby bottle when I get sick. <laughs> like, I'm ready, man. <laughs> no. Um, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, Thanks real quick me, before, bro. before we uh, wrap this up, where can people find you and, and, uh, do another plug for the, the Western fly covers, which I highly recommend anybody check it out. Uh, but tell us where, where they can find you real quick. Uh, on podcast platforms, man, just about everywhere. Um, you know, I signed earlier or last earlier this year, this year, uh, signed with waypoint, uh, podcast network. So I'm on there. Uh, Apple, iTunes, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, that whole nine. Yep. Instagram, Western Contours or westerncontours.com. You can stream from there. Um, and then Western Fly Covers is westernflycovers.com. Um, you know, I, I that that little deal is is so much fun for me to see a I'm a gearhead, right? So see yeah. a piece of gear that that you know I'm I'm 100. I make those right here in my garage. Uh, only thing that's not um, made in america is the um is my thread uh my thread is a german thread and i just had a, a better tensile strength um and i was able to get a bunch of it uh so that's the only thing that's not made in america 
but everything else is, uh, you know, made here at home. And it literally from the roll of fabric getting cut to, you know, it being packaged is uh, these two hands right here. So I appreciate any support helping, you know, keep folks out on their, uh, on their outings, man, and keeping their gear dry. So God, it's pretty cool there. Yeah. And it works, man. It works great. I, I, I went on on some rainy days this last season. And when I got up to where I was going, uh, whatnot, I, I would pull that off and like my pack and everything in it was perfectly dry. Guys, it's a great way to keep your pack dry. Uh, and, and I don't care what kind of pack you have. I, I've put it on both of my packs, uh, both the Aberla stock, because I just wanted to try it out. I have that uh, that tea milk pack. Um, and so it was more handy when I first got it when you shipped it to me. So I threw mm-hmm. it on that. Fit great. Um, but it fits on my initial, four, uh, or I'm sorry, my initial ascent, the 4K, uh it really well and so it like fits like a glove anyways check it out guys i'm gonna have all that information in the show notes check out western haunts uh i'm totally mispronouncing that western contours podcast and uh yeah guy you better have some more episodes coming out man i've, I've been yeah, going I'm gonna, through withdrawals <laughs> i uh like i said i i had to settle back and kind of breathe in and take a look at everything and, and direction and everything. But, uh, had sat down to, um, get some stuff going. I got some scheduled apps coming up, so we'll be hitting real quick here. I'm going to try and get one. The wife and I are going to Colorado for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. So I may oh, cool. or may not get this one released this week, but yeah, we'll be, we'll be dropping apps real quick here, man. And I appreciate all your support, brother. Dude, Thanksgiving is this week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Holy yeah. cow. So yeah, yeah it's crazy. Wow. Well, uh, I wish you and your wife very safe travels and a very happy Thanksgiving. And thanks again. It's always a pleasure, man. I, I love getting yeah, you on the show. Um, we're just, uh, other than you're a Californian, I feel like we're just brothers from another mother. Uh, not, not for long. <laughs> not, not for long, buddy. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh, that's information we'll have to talk about. Yeah, there's a reason for my trip. So. <laughs> all right, sounds good, man. Well, thanks again. All right, bro. I'll we'll talk soon. Man. Happy holidays to you and all the listeners. We'll talk to you guys. You made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We sure appreciate your support. This is Jim Huntsman signing off and reminding you to check us out at Instagram at The Western Huntsman and on Facebook at The Western Huntsman. And you can also check out the website at thewesternhuntsman.com. Thanks again. We'll see you guys next time. Stay Western, and I'll see you on the mountain.